The Watch Time Show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Watch Time. My name is Elliot King. And I'm Alexandra King. And this show is brought to you by Mintwist, the digital agency. Check us out at mintwist.com. And it's streamed, multi-streamed across multiple video and audio channels with the amazing Restream software. You can check them out at restream.io. So, Alexandra, what are we talking about this week? Well, today we're looking at a brilliant Netflix documentary that's come out called Social Dilemma. It is. It is um, a brilliant documentary. I have to say I was absolutely fascinated when I watched it. And I think lots of people uh, think the same because it's been very popular. Lots of people have been talking about it. Now, why have they been talking about it? Well, let's just discuss what it is first. So for those of you that haven't watched it, it's really about how these tech giants manipulate us. You know, and it's not only about them stealing our data and things like that. It's about them literally manipulating our brains and changing our behavior, which is very scary. It is. It is. And, it, and the program starts off with a collection of ex-social media employees, so people who used to work at Facebook yeah. and Google and Twitter and so on and so forth, who have essentially switched sides and they are now actively campaigning against the power of these networks and their influence over over our minds. That's right. Some of them have developed things like the like button and they have an excellent understanding of exactly what algorithms go into all this uh, manipulation. So great inside information. We have the former president of Pinterest and ex-director of monetization at Facebook, Tim Kendall, brilliant Mm -hmm. guy. We have the author of 10 arguments for deleting your social media, Mr. Lamia. And we have the former VP of growth uh, and CEO of Social Capital. So we really have some amazing people in this documentary. Yeah, they certainly know their stuff. But the interesting thing for me was that in the first five minutes of the show, the the producers of the show are asking these individuals, so what exactly is the dilemma? What is the problem with social media? And it's very interesting because they find it quite difficult to articulate what the problem is, uh, certainly succinctly, so the rest of the documentary yeah. spends a lot of an hour and a half actually delving deeper into the potential problems. And it, they do this by interviewing these experts, but they also um, intertwine the, the interviews with a, a commentary, a look at, at a fictional look at the impact on, on teenagers within a family setup. It's a little bit like a, a vitamin deficiency where something is, is, is starting to go a little bit wrong, you're not quite sure what it is, you're feeling a bit iffy, not quite right, but there's nothing actually like very distinct happening. So it's very subtle and it kind of creeps upon you until it's too late. That, that's how I see it. Absolutely. And for those of, for those of you out there who have, who have children, you know, young children, you know, we, we've got children and they're on social media and it, and it is a concern. And we have a constant battle because he's the tech guy who loves devices. Any birthday, it's like, yeah, I'll get you a new device, an iPhone. <laughs> and I'm the one going, whoa, put in the reins, enough, go play outside. So it's like, you know, in your opinion, and I totally understand it, you can't cut kids off from technology completely. They need their friends, they need that social circle. And, you know, with a lockdown, that's even more important and things like that. However, we also need to make sure that they actually leading healthy lives and not, you know, just fulfilling the profit dreams of tech giants. Yeah. And, and actually, 
it's it's a balance uh, like most things in life if you get the balance right you'll probably be okay but going back to the to the problem to so the the specific problem um, that that they that they in the end articulated was that most of the so the content that we see as users on social media is pushed in front in front of us in order to get us to uh, you know to form a specific opinion and actually to change our, our mind. And now, that might not seem completely obvious, but what I mean by that is most of the content that is being shown to us is content that the algorithm believes we will enjoy because the point of the algorithm is to keep us on the network, on the social network, and engaged with the content. Yeah, I think the issue with that is that, for example, when the like button was developed, it was developed to spread positivity and love. And that's not really what it's been used for at all. The like button is used to track your patterns and whatever you like, more of that will come your way with the sole purpose of keeping you hooked on the platform because the more you're hooked and the more engaged in the content you are, the more that company makes money. That's right. And to, and to expand on that, you might think, you know, what, why, you know, why does the algorithm want to keep us on the networks? Why do they want to keep us engaged with the content? Yeah, why do they? Well, it comes down to, to you know, to this age-old saying about social media that many of you will have heard, that we as the users, we are not the customers. Because we get the product for free, actually mm. we are the products. And, and it's sort of very fashionable to say that the social networks are, are selling our data to the advertisers. I would say that that's not entirely true. In fact, it's not true. The, the platforms have no interest in selling our data to advertisers. What they, what they do definitely have interest on is selling access to, to us, to the right customers, to the right advertisers. They're effectively a marketplace that's matching advertisers and potential customers. It's terrible. I don't like to be thought of in that in that way. But. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we're there, and I don't think many people would argue with that even the, the platforms themselves. So it's kind of created this this need. So the algorithm has to keep us on the platform because we can't be served ads unless we're on the platform. And moreover, it has to keep us engaged with the content because. It's only advertisers are want to reach customers, but more importantly, they want to engage customers. They want customers to take some form of action. And so the algorithms have got very, very good serving up content that not only will keep us on the platform, but that will that will engage with, that will enjoy. Right. Well, what I found very interesting watching this documentary was where one of the uh, former employees said, you know, Trees are, are more worth to us when they're dead than when they're, than when they're alive. Whales are more worth to us when they're dead than we're alive. And our attention is a lot. Mining into our attention and our time is worth a lot more than our actual well-being as people. And that I find the most frightening. I don't want to be mined for my time by anyone. I don't like the idea of any social media platform even attempting to control me in any way like that. And it's really, although we all know this, it's like, how do you actually stop this? How do you stop yourself from becoming addicted and mind for, for your time? How do you stop it? 
Well, the, the platforms themselves are talking about, you know, better AI. You know, for me, there's a fundamental problem, and that is when you when you've got a content platform and you're monetizing it by giving access to advertisers, and you've got an algorithm of the type that we're talking about, it's absolutely inherent that it's going to create change. In, in the users, if you think about marketing or advertising, the whole point of it is to elicit change, you know, in that in that target viewer. And frankly, it doesn't really matter if the advert or the marketing material is in a bus stop or in a train station, on a newspaper, on traditional TV, or on social media. But the specific problem we've got on social media is this ability for the social media platforms in real time to serve up different content to you based on your individual hopes, dreams, and desires data. Yeah, so if we look at it, the, the, the data that you say that's been served to us, and then you think about propaganda and fake news and all of that, you can see how we are in the situation that we're in now, uh, which is terrible, really. You have families that are completely torn apart and divided because one half of a family could say to the other, but how could you even contemplate that? the side of politics, like what planet are you living on and what? how can you have these views when actually perhaps they might be the ones that are manipulated in their own social media setting because if they've liked a certain type of view, that will be the only view dished to them ever. And you could then say, well, social media is designed to make us narrow-minded, which is the absolute last thing you want if you want to have a democracy and a society that, you know, is empathetic and, you know, you know we're all understanding and communicate well. This social media as it is now is breeding divisions and breeding ignorance and a one-sided view. Yeah. And that, that can't be right yeah. in any way. And, and, and for me, you just described it really well. This is the problem. Because of the, because of the nature of the way the algorithm has to work, because it, from the point of view of the platforms, it has to give us what, what we want. And, you know, objectively, that at first glance, that might seem like a good thing. This situation is, is the result. No, it's terrible. And, you know, I'll tell you premise. another thing. So, so obviously, I was on The Apprentice, and I got a blue tick and all those wonderful things on Instagram. And then, you know, I found myself getting trapped in, in the Instagram thing where, you know, and also speaking to you and, you know, and you know, pr promoting your platform and helping it grow. That, that's all good stuff. But there was a point even when you said to me, you know what, if you want to get all these, you know, your, your posts to do really well, then you've got to engage and you've got to put content out and you've got to do it on a consistent and timely basis. And I remember I turned around to you and I said, no, I will not be governed by the amount of likes I get on a picture. I will post when I want to post. And if I don't want to post for three months, that is what I shall do. And it was difficult because you do notice the drop in likes, but you know what? Don't define yourself by your likes. Yes, get your engagement, but always be authentic to yourself. So probably step number one in healing this social dilemma that we're in is cut that cord. Free yourself from that responsibility. Use it in a more genuine way. You've, you've got something great to post? Post it. Is it worth it? Is it going to make the world a better place? Do it. Is it going to cause polarization and problems? Don't do it. We all have choices to make. Yeah. Interesting. So you're not advocating the delete 
your Facebook. I'm not saying digital. I mean, it's not all bad. You know, you want to be connected. You want to have, you know, these platforms. Businesses have to make money somehow. You know, you're not saying advertising is, is all bad. We're just saying that you know if you're doing the right thing or not. You know if your content is genuine. You know that when you've been spending, you look at your screen time and you've been on there for three and a half hours, that's a problem. That's a huge problem for your kids if they're getting addicted. So you've got to control this like you would anything else, any other drug, any other temptation. You know, you've got to yeah. work think, it out. I think, I think that's very wise. If we can take some personal responsibility and manage yeah. ourselves, you know, that works. And that could certainly work for hopefully most adults. Yes. I think the, the issue is, is, is younger users. And yes, and the issue is self-discipline. Because if you can't even get yourself into a gym or you can't do that little bit of exercise, how are you going to stop your addiction with social media? And I tell you, it's something, if you have that addiction and if you're feeling a prisoner of your own social media, you have an issue to solve. You really do. Yeah. Yeah. So what about, <laughs> what, what about sort of regulation from sort of governments and authorities? Do you, do you think, do you think that's, that's. Yeah. Well, well actually the documentary does cover this because how can you reg if you take fake news, <clears throat> how can you regulate truth? when everyone has their own truth, you know, we come back to the family, one side of the family could say to you, no, but this is the political view and you are completely wrong. And how can you have another point of view? And this side will say, no, but you guys are wrong. You could be, and everyone believes their truths. And probably there's a bit of truth in both sides. And then there might be a little bit of fake news in between, but who's to, who is in charge of the truth? Yeah. Google billionaires yeah. or your common sense. Just within well, a family, the, the, the communication is what you need to be doing and the talking through it and let me hear your point of view. And so when you like something, maybe like an, the opposition's view as well, and then you might be getting a more clear uh, picture in your feed. Yeah, I think for me, the truth about truth is it's always in the eye of, of, of the viewer and different people have, have different truths. And that's, and that's probably you know, not necessarily a bad thing itself. The, the, the problem, the dilemma is when we get into these sort of reality bubbles and if our own view is constantly reinforced and never challenged, that, that's clearly a problem. Yeah, if you're never you're, listening to another person's point of view, if you've never ever seen that in your feed. And listen, I feel sorry, you know, in the Facebook feed, it just occurred to me the other day, I never, you know, I, I might only see 10 friends things because I like them, you know, and what about all the other 200? Mm -hmm whatever that I, I'm hearing nothing of. I have no idea what they do because Facebook thinks, oh, because you've liked that one. Now you can only get that person. It's just, yeah. it's not, it's not right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we've, we've hopefully covered some of the topics, yeah. we've given you some food for thought. Um, what are, what are your, what's your sort of final view? Is there, is there, you know, is there an easy, do you think we're going to see a solution to this social dilemma? The solution has to come from each individual and then their families as a whole, and then moving to the wider community and so on and so on. And really like with those vitamins and, and everything else, you know, there's, there's, there's an amount that's, you know, you'd be insufficient in, and there's a nice medium, medium amount, and then there's too much. And just really exert common sense with this, but, but mon monitor it, genuinely monitor it and take it incredibly seriously because it is an incredibly pressing and serious issue in our time. And especially if you're a parent. Yeah, it's very wise. But from an individual perspective, there are certain things we can do. You know, yes. As you rightly say, for me, 
it will, will be very, very interesting to see if some of the government authorities around the world have a look at the way these businesses are set up and, and essentially consider splitting them up. So we've got the advertising side of the business, we've got the content side of the business, and we've got the algorithms working uh, both both sides of this coin for essentially one, you know, one, one business. If you potentially looked at separating those things, might it mitigate some of these problems? You know, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily rely on governments to do to do that much. No, really. Yeah, it will certainly take a while, if, even if anything like that does ever happen at all. Yeah. But look, yeah, take charge. Take charge yourself. That's, That's what I say. So thank you very much for listening or watching wherever you are. Yeah, thank you for joining us. We hope you found it informative and helpful in any way. Yeah, so we had a comment from a viewer last week who said the show is wonderful and lightheartedly informative. So I hope we've lightheartedly informed you a bit, a little bit of a little bit of interesting knowledge on the social dilemma. That's right, go and watch it if you haven't on Netflix, Social Dilemma. Definitely worth a view. Absolutely. Until next time, we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Watch Time podcast brought to you by digital agency Mint Twist. 